the bros. Welcome to Bro Meets World. But it's Bro Meets World. Your boy meets world fan cast. Uh, I don't even know what episode this is because you guys literally let me misnumber several of the episodes. I looked back yeah. and I was like, wait a minute, do we have like, a, like I'm, I'm so lost, but I think this is episode 110. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anything, we're at the end of the fifth season. That's what I'm sure about. We're, we're wrapping it up, season. and yeah. I'm excited to wrap it up because this is getting drawn out. I mean, at this point, I mean, after seeing this specific episode, I'm, yeah, I'm ready for the season to, to wrap up. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm Siege. Oh, yeah, yeah, we have another introductions. Hello, listeners. I'm Tony Curtis, and I'm co-host with Siege of Bra Meets World, your official fan cast of Boy Meets World. Yeah, yo. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And T, you ready to talk about this episode? Yeah, I mean, I, we don't have to do, but we could just kind of jump right into this one. Um, <laughs> I, I, we were kind of saying how we feel like this might be kind of a shorter podcast just because we didn't really get much from this episode. But you know what? How about I'll do the tell us about it. And then we'll continue the conversation. Do it, do it. Okay, hit us up. Tell us about it. According to Panga, reunite. But they still pretend to fight so that Sean can finally set them right. I love it. Look, talk about talent. Here for it. (laughs) Every episode, I come correct with the Billy Joel theme synopsis. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Okay, this is season five, episode 20, Honesty Night. A reconciled Corey and Topanga pretend to be estranged so Sean can be the one to reunite them, despite Mr. Feeney's warning that the stupid idea train is coming around the bend. Sean's mediation tactics lead to more turmoil for the couple when he encourages them to be open about their hurt feelings. They insult each other and break up again. It's finally up to Sean, with the assistance of Corey's parents, to set things straight once and for all. And that is the synopsis. (laughs) Can I just right off the bat tell you what my biggest issue is with this episode? And what, like... That it exists... (laughs) it's that this whole episode is about sean instead of Corey and topanga figuring out the path forward it's one of those like episodes where we've done this before where it's like why are you focusing on this particular person it's like when Corey was drinking and they were like but sean is the one with the problem you're like what are you doing and then they're like hey Corey and topanga are back together maybe they have some things that they need to work out but Sean's feeling excluded. Let's focus. And you're like, what, what are you doing? If you need scenes for these people, give them a beeline or like make them supportive friends, which is what they're supposed to be. Or hear me out, save yourself some work and then don't write it. Make it a bottle episode with Corey and Topanga. Spend all afternoon in Chubby's yes. talking through in a My Dinner with Andre style episode about the things that went it. wrong in their relationship. Don't give me this bullshit. A hundred percent. Like it's so like when Feeney's like stupid idea train, I was like, is this the writers like telling us again that they were lazy this week? Like, because it feels like this whole premise is a stupid idea train that we it all is. jumped on. It is very stupid. It it was it was sitcom tropes for the sake of sitcom tropes. 
The one of the things that frustrated me the most, um, well, I here I'll start off with a positive note. I liked that we finally got a little Boy Meets World recap of their whole breakup story. I wish we would have got that last episode. Like, I feel like it would have been far more uh, impactful to have a recap of everything right before that last uh, episode before they get back together. Um, for for this episode, the thing that really bothered me is that the whole reason why Corey and Topanga broke the fuck up was because this dude was a lion so what does he decide <laughs> to do when they get back together hey let's get together and lie to sean bro do you not learn anything no because like, he's not he required don't learn anything <laughs> and that's why i think i'm just getting tired because it's like uh it's so funny because like yeah and you like this this episode did have like a, a few meta moments and one of them was like who's tired of the korean to pain drama and everyone raises their hand except Eric and it's funny but like also it's like all right so you guys get it you're not going anywhere with the story storyline it's becoming stale so much so that you didn't even give it to Corey and Topanga you gave it to Sean and it's just like we can do better we need to do better please God do better uh yeah um one thing that like kind of uh stood out to me in this episode was I was really upset that they were kind of pushing past Corey and Topanga kind of resolving some of the unsaid stuff like they touch on it in this episode but they really don't like figure out how they're going to move forward in their relationship I'm not going to get into that what I'm going to touch on is this like sexual tension that's like between them in this episode like they they're giving major like makeup sex vibes yeah. and there's one scene where they're in Corey's classroom that's super super gross where um <laughs> Corey's yeah they're in Feeney's classroom and Topanga's saying something like oh Corey don't you like lying it's so it's so sexy and then Corey says and I quote <coughs> Corey and sexy in the same sentence I do believe your resolve is weakening my little kumquat oh wow <laughs> right yeah like, that's calling that's her a kumquat but also saying that like your instinct to remain virgin is is falling apart like I can sense that you're willing to like shake on this thing that's always been between us and that's what I was kind of like Ewing to as well. Yeah, no, it's it's really funny to me because um, you're right. There was a lot, and, and I thought of you specifically, like when Topanga like pins Corey down on the couch. Like, there's a very like sexually charged moment. I'm like, what are we doing? You're still in school, by the way. Not saying that PDA isn't seen in high school, but like this is like overt, and Feeny is like right there, so it feels yeah. like very weird. And then also, if you're supposed to be hiding from Sean, why are you doing it in like one of the most common areas? Like it was, it was. This felt so sitcom. It felt so. We needed another episode in the can. Let's create some like hijinks and kind of like give like because I will say we have all of the cast and very few like guest stars so it's like they kept it as tight as they could with yeah. all the main cast everyone gets a scene everyone gets some time but also like the storyline just went nowhere there's a joke where uh after Sean realizes that they kind of broke up for his benefit 
where he goes like, what does it matter if I put you back together? What are you, Humpty Dumpty? And yeah. it felt like they came up with that joke and then we we're like, we're going to work backwards. We're going to work backwards from that. I didn't joke. feel that, but I, I would not be surprised because that's definitely how it feels. And then also like, there's like, it would have been one of those things to where, I think we've mentioned this before, but this kind of feels like it was supposed to be or it could have been in vain of the friends episode where everyone finds out where it's like they don't know that we know they know we know and it's like that's what i was hoping for this like i was expecting sean to be like oh you guys were doing this for me okay well then i'm gonna pretend that i don't know that you were doing this for me and then they would be like oh sean was doing this for us and even and you know and like that kind of like layered a joke and that i would have had more fun with that but yes, like, like it would have been yeah. fun if he knew that they were uh, like trying to get together for his benefit and he was like intentionally like, I'm going to break these motherfuckers up in this kitchen right now. And like that was something he did intentionally so that the end scene would have this grand like, oh, he's a mastermind who's been like behind every port part of this episode's conflict. That would have been far more interesting. Yeah, or like, that's a great way of doing it. Like, we know that Sean can be like an idiot savant sometimes. So have him have like this master plan and you're like, oh, actually he's been pulling the strings the entire time. You know, like give me a little bit of like community or, and then there was Sean episode where it's like, we get a Kaiser Sose moment with Sean at the end. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I, like that, this is the level that I think we want to work on. And instead we just get like 1950 hijinks. Now Siege, uh, you mentioned Idiot Savant and I feel like that would be a great segue into the Jack and Eric beeline, um, which it seems as though they're like, hey, we're kind of at the bottom of the barrel with this Corey and Topanga storyline. Let's rope in these other characters. But what are we going to do to like make Jack and Eric like relevant or whatever? Let's just make Eric even more dumb. And this just feels like this is just like, whew, just one step of the Eric dumb slide you know, scale that we're on right now. Like he is just going to get progressively dumber, but it's just interesting to point out that they're pointing it out, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, so I actually enjoyed the Eric storyline like the most this episode because A, it was like, it was gave us just the right amount. And then like like Eric, like Will Fredell's performance with the calendar, whereas like every time he just like, oh, turns the page it's strange so like he's just like it's like it's 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 dumb prop comedy but i had a really good time with it and then like the the kind of button on that where at the end he's very well spoken and has like a, this immense vocabulary however all it takes is feeny reminding him of the twin suit issue and he becomes dumb eric again like i like there's like sort of like a commentary on his hormones and like that's why he's stupid like all of that I again I really really enjoyed um and it was some of my favorite parts of this episode additionally I have spoken about this before I will speak about it again and I have looked on the tumblers and I realized that a lot of you agree with me there is something there between Jack and um Eric and specifically that moment where they're like, why do you still, like, why are you still around him? And Jack goes, I still like him. Like, I know Jack he's basically idiot. said, <laughs> I can't quit you. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. He's that you said it perfectly. He definitely was like, I wish I could quit you. And that's kind of like their relationship. And I, I just want it, and we're rewriting everything. I just want the show to lean into it because it's there and it's fine. And it's a far more interesting storyline than yes. either of them have been given this season. Absolutely. And bisexuality exists. And you can even deal with like the college and questioning or anything like that. Like, I'm fine with it. Talk about the nuances between male friendships, but just give me something other than like, it, it, it's very much tiptoeing around it. And I feel like some people knew what they were doing and other people, and like, it was just on that line for it to not be called out by ABC. I, um, uh, you know, Jack and Eric, they, they, bring uh, a lightness to the episode. Um, one thing that kind of bothers me a little bit with Eric is this thing they do where like, they really kind of pick and choose when to make him neurodivergent in yes. a way that like makes it, I feel like if you were a person who was neurodivergent, like you would have a harder time kind of opening up to your friends when you see representation like this on television. I, I guess, and that's a, that's a small thing to pick up, but as you know, we kind of examine the show and think about mental health, um, you know, me and you both got diagnosed with, you know, some neurodivergency in our, in our uh, 30s. And, you, you know, the the response that I get echoes kind of the media portrayals of things like that. So I, I just wanted to point that out. But, you know, if we're going to, you know, go through the show with a fine tooth comb, um, there's some things that could be worked on with Eric's, like, whatever's going on with him. Absolutely. I mean, like, if I'm going to be honest, when Eric is sane, I would say he's on his meds. Or not sane, when Eric's a little bit more easy to follow i would say that he's on his meds and when he's like what he's given us in this episode i would say that he's not and that's not to say that it's good or bad it's just like if we're gonna do head cannon thing it's definitely like neurodivergent moments this is when his dopamine levels are like at their highest and this is when <laughs> he's a little depleted you know what i mean definitely definitely um Going okay back so to the a storyline yes Oh, I just wanted to point out that, like, with the A storyline, just because we're talking about mental health right now, like, can we just talk about how Corey is, like, really manipulating his friend's feelings, who is at the bottom of the barrel? Like, Sean says, I have, I can squeeze out maybe the last drop, a drop of my emotional toothpaste on this relationship. <laughs> it's like, why would you do that to your fucking friend? Yeah, well, so, and... So what's funny about that is this idea that Sean says that he's not that invested, but he clearly is. And it is kind of like seeing to everyone like this codependency of Sean and Corey and Topanga's relationship is like evident. But as Feeney says, one, that's not what we should be doing. We shouldn't be perpetrating this. And two, everyone else is willing to go along with it when it's like, no, even Sean understands there needs to be like some kind of healthy distance in between these two. I can't be responsible or seen as responsible for everything. I mean, I'm willing to do it. And because of sitcom writing, I will pull it off. But at the end of the day, I think they acknowledge that it's not healthy, just like they acknowledge that Corey and Topanga have a lot that they still need to talk about. Yeah. But instead of like diving into these subjects, everything's played for comedy and we just kind of skirt over, which is disappointing for Boy Meets World because it's 
known or at least remembered for actually taking those deep dives and having those serious conversations. It's almost like they used the horniness as an excuse to skirt over everything else. Like, oh, they're just so like turned on because they've just been fighting for so long. They're having total makeup sex vibes right now. And that's the thing that's making them look over all of this. And that may be true. You know, they're teenagers, they're hormonal. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, I wish that we just got a more clear examination. Cause the thing that also drives me fucking crazy, forgive me, is that like at the end of the episode, there seems to be this conversation of like, oh, well, why did we break up to begin with? It's just cause you're in high school and you think you're supposed, no, no, no. <laughs> We broke up because Corey lied to Topanga and kissed well, another girl. And we, we, thank you. You reminded me of something I was going to say, which is that in both the uh, kind of recap that we get at the beginning of the episode, and when Sean is going down and he's like, he, you know, had feelings for Lauren and went out with her. Topanga was dating that other dude. Again, everything's seen as equal, as if the blame is on both sides and you both stepped out. And I was like, no, again, let's remember what happened here. Corey cheated. Corey lied. Corey pursued the other girl. Topanga said, if that's what works for you, fine. And then for 40, for 53 days, she had to come to terms with the fact that even though he cheated on me, I still love him and she is willing to forgive him. But then he called her what, like cold-hearted and like unforgiving, which she had the, uh, the right to be upset with and called him insensitive and we all know that you can't just call a white dude out for his actions you need to butter that thing up and so she was wrong for not buttering up his feelings before calling him on his actions that's really the only thing she gets called out on essentially is just like you 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 were mean to Corey when he cheated on you like (laughs) what what Exactly. You were mean to Corey when he cheated on you is exactly what we say with this. Um, Yeah. And even trying to equate Corey and Topanga's breakup to the fight that Alan and Amy have at the end, which is like, oh, you know, couples bicker, you know, when you, you drive me crazy when you drive like that kind of thing is not also the same as Alan kissing another woman and lying to Amy about it. That's yeah. not as playful in the middle of Chubbies, is it? <laughs> Again, we do this thing where we equate a small disagreement with like a larger relationship issue. And as you said, it's not the same. It's not a one for one. So it's really kind of dangerous to to make these analogies. I will say the lesson that they try to teach at the end, which is couples fight and disagreements are gonna happen. Like sometimes you're not gonna see eye to eye. All of that, really great. But the fact that you're using it in a situation where one person cheated, also where both of you are lying and playing roles in order to make someone else feel better. Like like all the messages are getting all messy. Like, and, and like, yeah, there's just, it's hard to navigate what you're trying to say when you actually are showing three different arguments take place. 
it's like at, at one point Sean says something where he's like, bro, you just, you're going back and forth. You're lying to me. It's like you're Corey, the mind bender or something like that. And I was like, oh no, it's more like Corey, the gaslighter. And it seems yeah. like he's been that and he's continuing to be that. And now he's even roped Topanga in on his gaslighting schemes. It's like, has no one really just had an honest conversation with this dude? Because it's just the same thing over and over. It's really funny because I think you were right when you pointed out that Corey, this all started because Corey was lying. And he was like, you know, it's a great solution to our current predicament. Let's lie some more. And how about instead, you know what? What the problem was, was I lied on my own. Let's lie as a couple. And it's just like, no, like, how about we stop lying? How about that? And what's even crazier is they don't even really tell that lesson at the end. They don't come back and say, hey, Topanga and I lied to you and we shouldn't have done so. And everyone apologizes for lying and everyone apologizes for their role. And no, what happens is they actually end up breaking up again or semi breaking up again because they were lying. Sean finds out they were lying at his expense. They have a conversation just between Sean and Corey. And then they try to make up the re-breakup. And again, it's like, no one actually came back and was like, hey, we shouldn't have lied in the first place. Apologies for like bringing you into this. We have our own things to figure out. Yeah, and it's so evident that uh, when they're in the kitchen, they have so much bubbling underneath the surface. And the fact that like, that's just left again to be just unresolved. It, it's so infuriating from an adult perspective. Now rewatching this thing, I consumed like candy as a kid to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're skipping a major step that I wish I got that lesson. Yeah. Like, again, you know what I mean? As a kid, I wish I absorbed them teaching that lesson. Again, I think it would have been like, if we want to just take the first half and we line and we're doing all of this stuff. And honestly, I said this before and I'll say it again. I feel like we could have stayed at that uh, dinner table and then just had the conversation from that point on. And, and Sean could be there kind of like as mediator, but also just kind of like letting these two actors really act and be like, hey, you know, he still was with Lauren. Those are unresolved feelings. And Topanga's like, oh, wow. Yeah, we actually never really addressed that. We really should talk about it. And then Corey's saying, hey, you went out with another guy. How did that feel? And then having these kind of really tough conversations, as I said, dinner with Andre-esque, where yes. you're just really having long couple conversations at the dinner table and at the end they say you know we shouldn't have lied to you sean but this was a conversation that we needed to have and we have a good boy meets world episode instead hijinks <laughs> yeah hijinks and it, there also comes a point where as a viewer i'm like alan and amy why are you getting involved in this now like don't you know not to get involved with this shit as you know seniored couple that like it just seems strange that now they're like all right sean we're in let's play along yeah the number of adults who enable Corey is also probably a factor that yeah. we don't talk about enough because even feeny who's like this is a terrible idea at least goes along with it he's like oh sean's right, oh, sean's right there you know <laughs> like, like if you want to keep lying to sean how about we all just like Stop mentioning it. I think and he even lies to Sean at some yeah, point. This is what I'm saying. It's like the number of adults who are enabling this is kind of terrible. 
And it says a lot about why Corey is allowed to do these things. It's because no one's calling him out on it. Everyone's just trying to be like, well, he learns best through example. So maybe if we put on a skit, he'll learn. And it's, it's stupid. And, and the, what's really frustrating is that basically, spoiler alert, this is it. As far as the conversation of the Corey and Topanga breakup goes, this is the last episode that even fucking mentions it that I remember, that I well, can remember again, as a viewer. I will say, they said, who's tired of hearing about this? Everyone, okay, we'll just move on. And you're like, but I feel like some things were unresolved, but it doesn't yeah, really matter. It's like if you were going to take- that- Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, we've established that relationships have problems and that is what it is next episode. Yeah, it's like if you're going to have one episode to be like, okay, this is the last we're going to hear of this Corey and Topanga thing, like squeeze all the juice out of that fruit, bro. Like, why are you giving us these, like you said, hijink episodes? You know what it feel like? Maybe it was a studio though. Like, uh, hey, things have been kind of serious lately. Your next episode is a very special episode. Um, Maybe do something like this week. Because like, that's, the only takeaway I have is that this was a fun hijinks episode for a situation that should have been taken far more seriously. Well, to go back to it and something that we kind of always bring up is like, especially in the 90s, you're working with 23, 25 episode orders. And it does after a while, like you just have episodes in there because you need to. It's like, oh, we needed to fill this quota. We need to bridge between here and there. And I, as you said, considering that the next episode is a very special episode, it would have been really nice to use this. And I think it's kind of meant to use, be used as a bridge to be like, hey, they were in this very odd place. They're going to have this very serious conversation next week. So we need to like acknowledge the tension in between these two episodes but instead of really dedicating time to it they instead just made it like a light fun-hearted episode and I don't know necessarily if that was the studio or just like this idea of we needed to write another episode let's see what we can do um anything else about this episode um, in all honesty, I will say the Alan and Amy part, which we kind of like glazed over, but I do want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this moment between Alan and Amy where they're having an argument and there was something a, a little forced about it, especially when we find out they were playing a role. So it was like a very forced conversation and it definitely leaned into like the trust of women talk too much, men only care about sports and just nonsense. But I do like the idea of kind of like how they had like this little fight and then immediately it turned into like this laughter because Alan was like, well, then when I forget June 14th, I bet you won't be laughing then. And she's like, I will be because that's your birthday. And it is like this, it was this testament to kind of like how when you do love each other and you have fights, there are times where it's like, you could be very heated and then you just kind of look at each other and be like, that was stupid. And you know, like, 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 like you dumb. And it's like, yeah, but you love me because I'm dumb. And that, that to me was like a little bit of moment that I enjoyed, specifically the them kind of making up and being like, this fight was nonsense. Okay, I have two things to say about that. And first thing is that I thought the same thing that their chemistry was really great when they were like in love with each other. And it really felt like that uh, as actors, even though they don't really get a lot of scenes together anymore, um, they still have impeccable chemistry when they're like in love, right? 
My second thing I want to say about that is that them being so watchable while they're in love to me highlights how Corey and Topanga don't seem like, like, don't get me wrong. When they're in love and it's like a serious dramatic moment, I'm right there with you, right? But whenever they do like, oh, we're going to be funny together or just have a light episode together like this one, I don't really feel like their love reads as genuine as Amy and Alan's does together. And so that's, that's kind of the one little thing about that that I thought of. Well, I mean, like, and and you cannot be wrong. I think, you know, they are young actors and they they do really good. As you said, each of them do really good dramatic scenes solo. And even, I will, I will even say comedy because like, I'm thinking of like the bed and breakfast episode. Really good timing when they're not required to like play off of each other. And I think that's because Sean and Corey work really well off of each other. But Topanga and Corey, in terms of comedy, it's not necessarily, it's it's more like honeymooners type comedy yeah. unless like we are a dynamic comedic duo together. The way that Corey and Sean or Eric and Jack are, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, and you know what? It, I didn't even think of it as being at the fault of the actors. I thought, oh, wow, I just don't feel like they're writing them a lot of stories where we get to see them actually bonding and enjoying each other. Like, when I really think about it, can you remember the last time that we just saw them just, like, enjoying life together? Like, it feels like it's been a hot minute. So that's, that's what I'm talking about. Such a good point. Last time we saw, like, even Sean and Zabinga got an episode where they were like, hey, let's just hang out. Let's just, let's talk about our relationship. And it's just that Corey's not here. Like that was interesting and important for them to have. We've seen Topanga and Angela like go to the museum and they have like a good time. It's weird that the couple that we're supposed to be rooting for, like even when they're together, it doesn't feel like there's chemistry. It feels like they're together because they're supposed to be together. Like it, it, if they would have showed them a little bit more like in in love, like if we got more of the long walk to Pittsburgh kind of feels from them throughout the end of the fourth season, the beginning of the fifth season, it would feel a little bit more deserved, this whole breakup and getting back together and the, just the, the vigor that they have in, in reuniting. But I remember Corey complaining to his brother at Christmas about her. I remember Corey being jealous over her coworkers when she worked at the restaurant. I remember him being jealous of Topanga when she was doing so well at her work study program. I remember Corey being <laughs> preoccupied with a bunch of bullshit that had nothing to do with Topanga for basically the first half of the season. So like, that's, what's kind of hard with like, with, like I said, I, even when I don't see Alan and Amy that often together, they still were able to pull it off. And for Corey and Topanga, who I really needed them to be able to like sell me on their love, I didn't buy it this episode. And I think you pointed out some really good things, which is that like, A, there's a lot more that came from this, um, both the buildup to their breakup and during the breakup that was important and that needed to be addressed. And this episode tried to address it, but it really didn't stick with it. Like, I just feel that because something that comes back in the um, end of the episode, kind of like, I think once or twice is this idea of well why did we break up in the first place and I think that that's a great question for them to kind of like sit with like had Sean 
said, well, then why'd you guys break up in the first place? And then they both kind of sat with that and were like, oh, huh, we never really addressed that. And then the rest of the episode was just them being like, no, seriously, why did we break up in the first place? If this was supposed to just work and we, we love each other the way that we do, we need to address the reasons why we broke up in the first place. And like, kind of like the journey that you go on as a couple when you have broken up, but you get back together and those problems didn't go away, but it's just, you're more committed to the relationship. And that's the difference. Like, again, that makes all the difference. And I would love it if we kind of explored that instead of um, Eric's word of the day calendar. Well, guess what, Siege? We don't. <laughs> we do not. <laughs> I honestly don't have We much. are riding that we want to fuck wave hard into the next episode. That's that's the wave that they're going. They're going on teenage hormones is going to be the bridge from this episode to the next. Nothing but, to do with their relationship. How great would it have been if we went and we're like, especially since this is ABC and we're going to talk about how important sex is and how... Um, how you don't want to do it with just anyone. And so like the idea of like, hey, you cheated and I took you back, but we still have things to address. That's how I trust you again. Now, because I trust you again, I'm ready to have this other conversation would have been fantastic, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, well, one can dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have any other, I don't have anything else to say about this one. I think we're good. Do you have a bra moment? Um, yeah, my bra moment was just uh, Corey's first instinct being to lie again. I, I know we kind of covered it, but it just, again, feels like something we need to address and like, yeah. All right. I didn't really have a bra moment this episode. I thought this episode was kind of like all over the place. So while I... Um, agree with you that Corey Lyon again is definitely something that we should examine. I, I like mostly over this episode. So Feeny lesson. I, I will say that the lesson I, I wanted to take away from this is that, you know, sometimes couples are going to fight. And um, I, I also really liked the line. Let me see if I can remember and read it properly. There's a line that says, um, why did we break up? Because you're in high school and that's what you think you're supposed to do. And I do think there is something along the lines of when you're young, you do what you think you're supposed to do, whether that be in a relationship or leave a relationship, you know? And sometimes you just have to follow what's right for you. And I think there's a lot of adult media that's about that. So yeah, I kind of, yeah. Um, my takeaway, um, I, like you said, I wish there was adults fight sometime, but my takeaway is just keep sweeping shit under the rug. And you'll be just fine. <laughs> I mean, in a way that's kind of what this series does, this series does, but I do think like they try to make it a pointed argument. Like even with, again, if we look at the other couples in this, be it Eric and Jack or Amy and Alan, it really is like a, yeah, you know what? We disagreed and we, this person may be a problem sometimes, but I care about this person and I can't stop being with this person, um, whether that's platonically, supposedly, or in, in a marriage, you know? 
Yeah, like, you know what? I honestly, would have what would have made this episode better would have been Corey saying, Topanga, I acknowledge that I cheated and I hurt you. I'm so sorry for what I did. I love you more and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to work on this relationship. I'm sorry, like, are you asking for accountability of a white man from the 90s? <laughs> <laughs> I think you have the wrong, the wrong genre. All right, all right, all right, guys. Uh, okay, so main takeaway, uh, Boobies for sale. <laughs> Tushy for sale. Tushy's for sale. Tushy for sale. Oh god. Okay. Um any homework? I, what, oh great, 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 great. Um, I'm gonna give this episode a C. You know what? Yeah, C. C as in I've seen it and I don't want to see it again. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see it again. That's that's what the <laughs> Yeah, sorry, you guys. I know this is a very short episode, but we did what we could. I mean, like, they didn't give yeah. us anything to work with, so like, we're doing what we can. But, um, hopefully, the next few episodes actually do give us a little bit more to chew on. But in the meantime, and in between time, mm-hmm. let's talk about homework. T, what are you bringing to the table? Okay, so I have two shows that I want to talk about. Um, the first one is on HBO Max, and it's a show that my wife just started playing while I was working on a, a work project this week in the background, and I got really interested in it. It's called Landscapers. It's on HBO. Have You know about it. Okay, yeah. yeah and it's yeah. just like, when she started playing, I have to be honest, and <laughs> this is just a little truth about me. Um, I have a hard time sleeping at night, and so a lot of times I fall asleep to the TV, and nothing puts me to sleep faster than like white people in a period drama or just basically any show where P- British accents are like that stuff will put me right. I've never made it through a Lord of the Rings movie. Right. Um, so anyway, she puts on the show and I hear British accents and I immediately like, Oh man, I'm gonna fall asleep. I was kind of riveted with this show. It's just about, you know, two people who I, I don't want to give anything away. Just, just definitely check it out. It's very interesting in the way they're telling the story. Um, again I don't want to give away too many details but I I just wanted to uh encourage people to check it out because it's very well uh done story told very interestingly um and the second thing I just want to quickly throw out and you you may be able to speak on this a little more than I'm able to I saw the pilot episode of Archive 81 on Netflix oh, I that. no oh okay so this show is trending on Netflix and bro I it's like a spooky kind of thing about this um cinematographer this guy who like fixes up film and he gets hired by this rich company to like repair a series of videotapes and as he starts watching the tapes there's like really creepy ass shit that starts to unfold I only saw one episode again I've been I'm so like I was so busy with work this week that I really couldn't give TV the time I wanted to, but I'm so excited to see the second episode and I, I highly recommend it. Okay. Um, that's really great. And I will say that going back to landscapers really quickly, um, without giving too much away, I will say one of the great things about that show is you get two people who are telling a story. Um, and what's great is if you notice they always trip up in one small detail. There's one small detail that they're misaligned and that's what kind of like moves on to the next episode and the, like and them being deeper in whatever situation they found themselves in. But like that, like noticing and being able to realize, oh, you guys were so close, but it's literally your love for each other 
and the fact that like you're like you love each other so much that you're actually doing each other harm by like needing to clarify a particular point i don't really know how else to yeah. say it like it just it beautifully just deconstructs the idea of what a story is and how you can tell a story and how you can like peel it apart and look at it from different angles and it's just it's really like it, it kind of reminded me of eternal sunshine the way they played around with yes. like your perception oh, wow. of what a movie is and how stories are told yeah. um yeah Absolutely. Okay, great. Um, my homework this week is actually a book from my book club that I'm in called My Sister, the Serial Killer. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a book by Oyin Oyikan Braithwaite. I, I don't know if I'm saying that. Uh, O-Y-I-N-K-A-N Braithwaite, B-R-A-I-T-H-W-A-I-T-E. Um, again, the book is called My Sister, the Serial Killer. It's a great exploration on family dynamics, on gender roles, expectations. It's a it's it's one of those stories where it's like, it's written by uh, Arthur of Color. It's great to see like this world and dynamic of color. It's set in, uh, I think, Nigeria. Um, but it's a very relatable story, very quick read. And I just really enjoyed, like it was one of those where it's like, I couldn't put it down, but also I didn't want to put it down. But then also I knew where it was going, but also I didn't know. And it's just a, a really great journey. And I think if you want something to do with your time outside of Boy Meets World, uh, this would be a really good uh, adventure, especially T, if you were talking about landscapers. Wow, wow. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm peaked. My interest yeah, has peaked. <laughs> Check it out. I, I think you guys will not be disappointed. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I guess that's it. That's it. I guess that's it. Um, guys, guys, thank you for uh, listening to another episode of Bra Meets World. Um, you guys can um, listen to us. We're podcast stream. You can also watch us on YouTube. Getting a lot of views on YouTube. We're really excited about um, you can, the video portion of our podcast. Um, if you guys haven't known, we have been doing a video portion of our podcast for all of season five. And those episodes are on YouTube currently. Um, Siege, where can people find Don't you? Don't forget to reach us on Twitter, Instagram, and yes, TikTok. Yes. We love hearing from you guys. You guys are great at giving us feedback. Uh, email us at brummeetsworld at gmail.com. Um, that's always a good time. And yeah, like you guys, we really enjoy you as an audience. We really appreciate you guys. Oh, also rate us. We are doing really well. We have like, I think one of the most ratings out of any Boy Meets World show, but we also could use a little bit more five stars. So give us them five stars. <laughs> yes, we are very friendly with our brother and sister Boy Meets World podcast out there, but we also want to crush them into oblivion. So please give us all the ratings. We definitely just want to, not that we're going to actually rub it in their faces, they're lovely people, but also, fuck them, it's all about us, guys. Exactly. Help us out. <laughs> <laughs> what is friendship if not wanting them to fail and us to, to succeed? <laughs> the only honest way to be a friend. <laughs> Okay, um, is, is that it? Are you good? Yeah, I think I just would want people to uh, dream. Uh, they should also try. Uh, if they're gonna try, that's not really enough. They need to also do good. It's not enough just to try. You Sounds gotta do good. some good. Sounds good. <laughs> Later, bros. Retry, do good. Later, bros. When the spawn meets world.